Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Hi, I'm Sean and welcome to Inventory Base Academy, where we're going to be taking you through today's webinar on how to inspect fire doors, the background to legislation, understanding who is a responsible person, the six key inspection checkpoints you're going to be needing to look at as an inventory or property reporting professional, the frequency of reporting, and also the compliant reporting and how you support the responsible person in your role as a report provider. So let's look a bit at the background to the legislation. On the 14th of June 2017, a high-rise fire broke out in the 24-storey block of flats at Grenfell Tower. It's etched, I'm sure, on everybody's mind, and obviously our hearts go out to everybody that was affected and still remains affected by this awful, awful tragedy over 72 people died, with two later in hospital, 70 people were injured, and 223 people had to escape this awful blaze. So this was a significant event and one that hopefully we'll never, ever see repeated. And this is one of the reasons why the Grenfell Tower Inquiry was actually set up. And in the phase one, what they reported on was that the fire doors played an essential role in basically this fire, but also going forward, how they um, actually play an essential role in preventing fire and inhibiting the spread of smoke and gases, and basically preserving the effective compartmentation of buildings to give people time to exit the, uh, the buildings, the properties, and get out safe. From the 23rd of January, fire safety and regulations um, come into force where there's a requirement for responsible persons for all multi-occupied residential buildings in England with stories over 11 metres in height. So this is around about uh, five levels, um, if, if you look at it from that point of view. And the regulation is going to be that you undertake quarterly checks of all fire doors. And this includes these self-closing devices in the common parts. So the common parts are your entrances, uh, your landings, your different levels, your entrances to the stairwells, anywhere there's a common area that uh, the tents and residents um, would access to manoeuvre around the uh, actual building, but also to undertake um, annual checks of flat entrance doors. Um, now, the regulation says best endeavour. So what that means is you try your best to do that. Each year, a uh, annual check of all the fire doors going from the rental property or from the property in the building into the common areas, into the hallways, all need to be checked. And that's all of that leads into the common parts. So there's quite a lot of work here to be done. Um, but the regulations also require responsible persons to provide um, to residents um, in these multiple occupied uh, residential buildings that have got two or more sets of domestic pre uh, premises information on the importance of fire doors um, and the building safety. So even though it's saying 11 metres uh, above that to five storeys, it doesn't mean that anybody with properties below that don't come uh, into these regulations. They do, because obviously there needs to be an awareness of what fire doors are, what they do, how to maintain them, how to look after them, how to check them, and also to make sure that they are basically doing the job that they are there for, which is to uh, protect um, and protect 
preserve life. So when we're talking about responsible persons, um, there's, we've got two definitions shown here. And I've shown you the Fire Door Alliance definition because it's interesting that they see it's a holistic role. It's not just maybe one person, even though from the government point of view, they define a responsible person as someone who owns the building um, and has control over the premises. But the Fire Door Alliance also look at it from a point of view that it's the whole journey from when the door is uh, developed, from when it's manufactured, from when it's fitted by the contractor or the installer, when it's inspected by um, a third party, by the responsible person or a person acting on their behalf, through to the facility managers, through to the architects, through to the people who have designed the uh, property and the building. So it's a responsibility for all, but certainly from a government point of view, it's the person who owns a building who has control over the premises is the person they are looking to to ensure that that check that annual check that quarterly check is carried out and the things that responsible persons should be considering is if there's been any alterations or damage to a doors glazing or apertures or air transfer grills and you'll see them on the uh, door in regards to uh, the observation glass normally these are safety glasses or you'll see them uh, grills at the bottom of the door or sometimes they're also at the top so they're looking for any alterations or damage um, any gaps around the door frame and seals and hinges that are fitted correctly to make sure that the door is functioning as it should do Obviously, a key component of that is that the door actually closes and shuts to the frame. Obviously, if it doesn't, if it's propped open, then obviously it's not going to do its job very well. And also any visible damage. And then this could be deliberate. So this could be um, someone's actually physically damaged it or it's been dented maybe during some works. Uh, or it could also just be from general fair wear and tear. This means that, you know, it's been used on a daily basis in a big, uh, maybe a big building. A lot of people are actually using the door. So, of course, at some point, you know, fair wear and tear will come into play because of how often it's used. So all these things need to be looked at, including obviously the door closing because if the door is not closing as it should do then again the door is not able to do its full function and make sure that uh, the residents and the properties are kept safe. There's also a minimum requirement for the responsible person to undertake any office and damage and issues but that doesn't necessarily mean that this needs to be a specialist role. It's very clear in the guidance that um, these checks can be carried out by the responsible person to check themselves. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a specialist, it doesn't have to be a specialist fire door installer however what we will talk about as we go along into the other slides is that you've got to be careful to make sure that you're not overstepping your remit and also your competency and where you need to refer to someone who does have those skills who does have that knowledge that's when um, you should be looking to um, call them in to manage the doors if there's any defects or any issues over and above outside of your competency and that you're not sure of because at the end of the day again it's about the safety it's about the security of the property and the people who are resident. So what are the six inspection checkpoints? You have certification, gaps, seals, hinges, closers, and again, talking about damage. So a certification, what you're looking for is a label information panel, and they're either located on the top or the sides of the door. And you should be recording when you're doing a, uh, a report, when you're looking at the, prop at the uh, door and making sure that you're taking all the evidence down in regards to whether it's got all the right components and everything is working or not working correctly, you should be recording this. So you should record the label, including taking a picture of all those that are present. So if there's five labels, you've got to have five pictures, you want five lots of detail to ensure 
the, the, the door is correct and it is fit for purpose in regards to what it is, whether it's a, a five door 60. So, so basically the door will effectively hold back and make sure that the any potential fire smoke doesn't get through for up to 60 minutes or five door 30, FD 30, which is 30 minutes. They go up to uh, 60, 90 and 120, depending on the building, depending on the specification, depending on the risk assessment that has been done when the property was either first built or when these doors were actually installed. So you're looking for these labels and you're looking to record those labels to make sure that they are present and also state where they're not present, that they're not there. So that, again, that door can be checked to see if it is compliant, if it is, in fact, a fire door. You're also looking at gaps. So gaps between the door and the frame, because the smaller the gap, then it means less likely fire smoke can get through the gaps between the door and the frame. And you're looking to measure these, and they should be between two millimetres and four millimetres. Some guidance shows that you can put a pound coin in between the gap, and if it's too loose, then it may be too big, or if it fits just right, then it's around about three millimetres. So you need to do that measurement on the top and the sides of the door, and again, record that. So you can see in the picture there, uh, Inventory Base has a door gauge where you can show you where there's the door gap is within tolerance or whether it's out tolerance or the door gap is not recommended because it's uh, too big or actually it could be equally too narrow and if it's too narrow it could be that the door's not fitted well and there might be gaps elsewhere around the frame so maybe you've dropped drop to the hinge so again you need to be checking that and again recording that either via video or pictures within your report and also measure the gap from the bottom of the door and the floor. So the tolerance is around about eight millimeters, depending on the door type and the floor type, but it certainly shouldn't be any more than 10, but average should be around about eight millimeters. And again, you'd use a door gauge or you would use a um, ruler or if not a tape measure to show that. And again, record that, put that in your pictures, put that in your video. Seals. Check the intermescence seals. So these are the fire uh, seals that you see around either the door or the door frame. Um, and you wanna make sure that they're there, they're intact, they're not damaged, and also whether they um, will function in the event of a fire. Now, obviously, unless you actually create uh, that situation, you won't know exactly what it will do, but you can actually see whether it's, like I said, damaged and also make sure it's not painted over. You'll see a lot in rental properties um, where properties are continuously uh, repainted, redecorated during the uh, tenancy or in between the tenancy. And sometimes these intermessive strips are actually painted over. So, of course, then that will restrict their ability to expand. It will restrict their ability to actually function for what they're meant to do. So, again, check for those, highlight that, evidence that, state that within your reports, and also highlight any actions in regards to whether this needs further investigation, they need replacing, um, or actually they might even need fitting if they're not present. Hinges. So check that all hinges are present and have the original screws. Now, the reason they should have the original screws is the screws are actually manufactured with these doors to make sure that they are fire resistant. So if they are changed and they're not of the same quality, they're not of the same resistance, then that could cause a problem. And they should be marked with a CE mark along with a visible fire identification stamp. So again, take a picture of each of those hinges. There should be at least three to make sure that they are compliant. They have the CE mark, they have all the original screws. And if they don't, then again, that would be a highlighted action for you to put forward to the responsible person. 
Also with the hinges, make sure that the door opens and closes and it doesn't drop or fall or be too close to the frame. So you've got different gaps, like we were saying when we were measuring the gaps. Um, this means then the door is fitted properly. So if it's slightly off or it's catching on the floor or if it's not fitting to the frame correctly, then that would need investigation. That would need a specialist to come in and organise to get that sorted, either replaced or repaired. And obviously check for any damage or signs that door has not been maintained. We talked about fair wear and tear side of things. If obviously if it's getting too old, if it's not fitting to frame, if it's very worn and it's not looking like it's potentially going to be able to um, keep back the smoke, keep back the fire, then again, that is something you would want the uh, client, the responsible person to investigate, look at, get a specialist in and make sure that it is fit for purpose. Closes. So check that the door returns to the latch when opened and released halfway. So it's literally a case of open the door to around about a 90 degree angle and let it go and see if it goes back to the frame. Is it catching? Is it fully locking into the frame? And make sure it doesn't drag or catch to the floor. So when you release it, it doesn't stop halfway because again, if it's not fully closed, when a fire occurs, when there's smoke in the building, then it, it, obviously it's got potential danger for the uh, residents. And also check that it's not wedged or held open. Often, I personally see when I've gone to such buildings that these types of doors are actually held open via fire extinguishers, door wedges um, or similar. So they need to be removed. Um, the client, the responsible person needs to be informed so that they can also educate the tenants to make sure that they understand the reason why the door should be closed. Often with the fire doors, they can be quite heavy. Um, they might be seen as cumbersome and the, the residents might feel that they're more of an annoyance, they're more of a, a barrier, more than a help. But they've got to be uh, informed and they need to understand why those doors are there and why they shouldn't be wedged um, open or held open by anything. You'll also get some doors that actually have automatic closers. So you'll see it's like a, a black unit at the top and it will have a side unit which it clips onto. And should there be instance of fire and smoke that these are made to close when they um, need to or when they're needed. So again, check if you're not sure with the responsible person exactly what it is that those doors are designed for so that, again, your reporting is accurate. Damage. So you're looking to show that there's no penetrations to the door. Often I see um, when visiting rental properties that um, doors have been modified or they've had things like hooks added to them. Obviously, that's the penetration. So that could mean that the door is not really going to be able to do its job properly. It will allow smoking. It won't be as effective. So you need to see, you know, are there any holes? Is there any damage? Is there any previous fire damage to a door? So it could be that there's been a, a fire in the building in that particular area, maybe a hallway, an entrance area. The fire door is still showing signs of um, fire damage, but hasn't yet been replaced. So again, I'd be looking to put on the report for the responsible person to investigate that to see is the fire door still fit for purpose? And if not, then obviously make arrangements for a specialist to replace or repair. And again, make sure that fire door is fitted correctly to the frame. It's the right type of door for the area that it's in to be able to make sure that we said the residents are kept safe and the property safe. Now, the frequency of reports um, as governed by the legislation that's coming in on the 23rd of uh, January is that the annual checks should be including the self-closing devices um, every year. And they're leading onto a building's common parts, all the common parts that a, a resident, a tenant would be accessing. And then you've got your quarterly checks 
which are all fire doors in the common parts. Now, obviously, with the annual checks for flats, you're not going to always be able to get in to see every single resident, every single tenant. So that's why they say best endeavour. So you need to be able to record all of the properties in the uh, building, make sure that you attempted and can show that you've attempted contact the tenants and give them an understanding of when you're due to come in and to carry out these inspections and carry out these checks. And then where they're not available or they not responded or, or you've not accessed the um, property, you've not accessed the door, that you mark that down because obviously that forms part of the evidence for the responsible person should there be an issue going forward. So this is a best endeavour annual flat door check. The quarterly checks, they should be accessible all times because obviously they're accessible to the residents, to the tenants. So uh, these should always be recorded and again, scheduled uh, for every quarter. And you can use the scheduling tool within inventory base to be able to do that so that as soon as one report is done, the system will automatically schedule the next quarterly check or the next annual check or do it so that it reminds you that certain uh, properties were not able to be accessed for the annual checks so that, again, you do your best endeavour to make sure that they are at some point during that annual check period or schedule, depending on what the responsible person has actually arranged with you in regards to your service delivery. And for inventory providers, it's all about compliant reporting and how you actually support the responsible person. For inventory providers and risk assessors, for property managers, the requirement to check the door is a service add-on to ensure properties remain safe and remain compliant. But your service should also be within your competency. So make sure in your terms and conditions for the agreed service that you're very clear exactly what it is you're going to be doing so that you're going to be doing the checks whether you then forward those checks and those issues over for investigation to the responsible person, identify who that responsible person is so that's the root of information is clear and that you don't overstep your mark. You don't basically look at something, think, oh, that's okay, when you're not sure it's not within your competency or it over exceeds the terms of your conditions for your agreed service. So for me, the way I would be looking at it is doing those checks if there's something wrong, if there's a hinge missing, if the door's not closing to frame, if um, the CE marking is not there or the door is wedged open or damaged, all these should be then fed back to the responsible person. And then that responsible person should then enact and carry out any further additional actions to ensure that all of those issues are rectified. For me, I don't see that as part and parcel of our role as providers, because that takes us out of our competency. This is where you would get specialist fire inspectors and or uh, manufacturers involved in the process to make sure that those doors are compliant. So again, make sure you're very clear with the responsible person what you will do. You'll carry out those checks, complete the forms, provide that evidence, and then it's the responsible person to take that further. So this means you do need to record all your evidence and your if issues. So uh, within inventory base, we have five door checklist templates. We have a basic one, which is like a 10 point checklist where you can record all of the different aspects of the fire door and making sure that it is doing exactly what it should be doing in regards to its hinges, closing to frame, 
the uh, labels, et cetera. Um, but there's also a more detailed one, which could also be for your risk assessors, for your specialist, or you can actually build your own within the system. So you've got plenty of options to do that. But the key thing here is going back to legislation as of the 23rd, this is a requirement. This is not an opt-in. This is not an opt-out option. This is something that all responsible persons for properties over the 11 uh, metres will need to carry out on the annual and quarterly check basis. So this is something that you would need to go to your client base, look at what portfolio you have in regards to these type of properties, and then speak to your clients and find out what it is that they would like you to do in regards to this potential service. So I hopefully have given you all the required information you need. If you do need or would like any further information, then you can contact us on 03333 or contact sales at uk. If you want to talk to me about any more about this session or around the uh, fire door safety risks, you can contact me at uh, shan at inventorybase.com. And we also have a range of training and other resources available to you at academy.inventorybase.com. So do feel free to um, visit the website and find out more and let us know how we can help you. So thank you for joining us. And if you do have any more questions, do feel free to get in contact. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.